I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and I'm joined by me, Marcus Ellard. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing, Marcus? I'm very well. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, I literally almost forgot my way to the recording studio today. It's been so long. It's been an, at least an international break's length of time. And some, And I feel. some, yeah. How did you handle it over the international break? I handled the international break terribly yeah and then when it came round to the league starting again I kind of had to remind myself about my team I had to remind myself to check in make sure no one got injured in the break yeah all that kind of stuff and now it feels but now I feel like I'm back in the swing of it I've got to and, say I'm an England fan first and foremost so I do enjoy my internationals however I am pleased that uh, the Premier League and fantasy football is back so the international break has actually introduced us to a new fortnightly schedule which might be bouncing around uh, the next couple of months for one reason or another. Don't worry. There'll be lots of content on social media. We'll be keeping up to speed with all your messages, but we will be, you just won't hear from us quite as often. I feel like you'll get a fuller you'll get a fuller podcast by having it every two weeks. I feel like the quality, week... not quantity. Absolutely. But today is exciting. So yes, we're going two weekly. Today's exciting because Bradley has brought a game. It is our first game on the podcast. Are you excited to play, Marcus? I am excited, as always, when you surprise me on this podcast with things that I don't know what. Because <laughs> they usually turn out all right. I'm usually kind of terrified in the sense of. Um, you'll be analysing my terrible draft night tactics, for example, or <laughs> I'll be listening to the interviews. The interviews are great. You've now sprung a game on me, which is fine. I'm full of surprises, mate. And I, it, yeah, I'll probably make a twat out of myself again, <laughs> which is great. It's great content. <laughs> well, without further ado, are you having a draft? Sure are, mate! All right, let's get started. Do you know what it's time for, Marcus? <gasps> the Curse of Wolf. It struck again. It has struck 
Um, <laughs> and the funny thing, so this one happened. If I'm not, if I, I'm not wrong in saying this, this one happened when we were recording last time. There's a bit of delay to this uh, because I think you're right. It happened perhaps on a maybe a Monday night game or something like that, yeah. or maybe not that. But um, we're catching up, and it's also it's worked out nicely because they're spreading out for us. They're not all happening at once. They're happening <laughs> every week. And um, this time round, Mikel Antonio of West Ham has come a cropper. Why, you ask? I think it might be because Wolf chose him. That's exactly why, Marcus. Um, I also thought during the international break, I was worried for a lot of Premiership players during the international <laughs> break. Not only because of the players, but the teams, but also because Wolf had people playing in the international break. How many internationals does he have? Can you see that, Bromit? You're probably closest to the Jim White board. Yeah. That, yeah, I think he's got 11, maybe. <laughs> Littered with internationals is his team. Um, again, we just put that warning out there to all the players in his team. Bobby Firmino, Matt Doherty, Nicholas Pepe. I'm sorry to say, guys, but the curse is hanging over you. Andy, how would you feel if um, Bobby Firmino got injured? I've been delighted. Uh, can you say that? Yeah, I will. And what I'm very pleased about with Wolves' team is you've got two Liverpool players and no Everton players. So long may that curse continue. Um, I do In looking at it now, he is slightly to blame because it's not just misfortune. It, there are some pretty injury-prone players in there. Yeah. Barkley, Shaw, Wilson. These are not players that are that are averse to getting an injury. I mean, does the, has the curse of Wolf extended so far that when Ross Barkley wrestled the ball back last night in the Champions League, he hit the bar because <laughs> Wolf had chosen it? So is that going to affect? Is that going to affect Barkley and Chelsea's whole season? I think we may have touched on this before but Wolf loves a bargain mm. so the reason why he's getting these players is because he loves he loves a cheap deal he loves, yeah. you know and so the reason why no one he's getting cheap deals is because everybody else realises that these players are injury prone don't have them in your team or if you do make sure you get them cheap Darren Anderton's not a 40 point player for a reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah. retirement aside yeah. he would have never been a 40 point player for that reason that pretty much sums it up. It's a nice quick one this week. And that's all for... The Curse of Wolf. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is our first ever instalment of... Pookie Watch. Is it our first instalment of Pookie Watch? We recorded one last time. <laughs> Was there not one before that? I feel like we. Th- this is the first official Pookie Watch. We've talked about Pookie wow. a lot. I see. Yeah, that's because obviously he's my new favourite player. That we turn it into a feature. <laughs> we turn it into Pookie a feature. Watch. So yeah, welcome to Pookie Watch. Um, and he's back. In, not only is he I back. I got in a fo- feeling somebody's watching me. That's what Pookie's singing right now. Ah. Um, <clears throat> so he's back. What happened this weekend? He's back. What a game it was for Norwich. Boom. Up the Canaries. Um, Three-two against Manchester City, no less. And Pookie scored a goal and got a lovely assist. Many a striker, including Mo Salah, uh, who doesn't. 
passed, uh, would not have passed. Uh, he's really stopped that this year. He's really he stopped never, passing. He never passed. He's a greedy player. He's also you see you see touches of arrogance in his interviews. Yeah. Ah, just look out for them. That's, we're not talking about him though. We're no. We're, we're talking, talking about a generous player, one who looks after his teammates, yeah. one who's not in it just for himself, like Mo Salah. I dropped the Finnish finisher this weekend when I was watching the match. Everyone Did loved you? It. Fully claimed it as my own. Oh, and of course, because people <laughs> didn't make it out last time. No, the claimed finisher. Everyone finish. was like, oh, that's I was, original. I was like, oh, thank you very much. Um, thoughts from our wonderful panellists, I was going to say. Let's say panellists. Let's say, let's pretend thoughts, we're on a panel. Thoughts from our guests on Pookie. Andy's got his book out, so I think and they let's should go. So they should start He's, us off, yeah. Come on, Andy. Is it? Is it? I'm not. I'm not convinced. Obviously, Pookie's <laughs> a good player. I'm yeah. not doubting that. He scored loads of goals last season, he, he, and he's had a fantastic start. That we can't dispute that. But your Pookie mania, early season Pookie mania. When you say your, do you mean are you talking about me or are you talking about one's Pookie mania? I think I'm specifically talking about yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly lost on me, and particularly when that was coupled with the early season prediction of Nick going wire to wire, which I think <laughs> <laughs> was largely Pookie founded. Well, we'll touch on that. Nothing to do with Rain Sterling. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, like I feel like it's the curse of Mark. Mark's like, he's going to score a hat trick every week, yeah. wire to wire. I do, I do think Pookie's good. And Nick has been intimating on the WhatsApp recently that he's been getting some trade offers for Pookie, which is quite interesting because if I was Nick, I would cash out because I think that Definitely. his value is never going to be Interesting. Do, I wonder, do we collectively think that Pookie will be in the top 10 goal scorers come the end of the season? I don't. Oh, I love it. I love an opinion. This is brilliant. I think he will be. Of course he will be. Uh, top 10? Top 10. Who else? Who, who are the not... He's got... Consult. Marcus, put your money where your mouth is. You owe me £100. <laughs> 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 I'm not doing a double or nothing this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with Andy. I, like, I, that is... Yeah. I, mean, I, I think... I think because he's already got a few and I think he'll do well but he's not going... Yeah. Like... If I was in Nick's position, I think because the idea that there's going to be trades, there's probably going to be some healthy ones so there. I'd out. probably bite, yeah, bite someone's hand up. Um, it's it. I want to know. I want to know who these ten, these ten are that are going to score more goals than Pookie. Okay. Which he's got. He's got them written down. Andy's got them written Oof. down. He's chomping at the bit. One I've actually got is seven that I'm sure about. Okay, and then about seven others that are like Pookie. Well, give us can we get? Can we guess? Yeah, those seven. Why not? Why Kane, not? Aguero, Sterling, Tick, Saleh, Saleh, Salah, Mane, yeah. Richard Sturman. <laughs> no, oh. Oh. got him. Uh, Firmino. He was on my extras list. He's but on that's your extras list. Uh, Callum Wilson. Extras list, but good one too. Um, now oh, I'm going to hey. add Tammy Abraham to it. Also extras list, but good one. And then if we need Abamyang, yeah. and I actually would say maybe Lacazette as well. All good. Have you got any of my strikers in there? Chris Wood, Mope, Glenn Murray, any of them? Oh, Glenn Rashford, Rashford as well Rashford. is the obvious one. I they think. were the ones that I had. And then you can throw Vardy, Zaha, Jimenez, yeah. Richarlison, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Moise Keane. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big ask for Pookie. You actually bring up a very interesting point. Andy, because I actually feel that, and you can put this down to his inexperience, he's a rookie, this is his first season, I think Nick has missed the boat. Now, if he was a more experienced drafter, what he would have done is he would have seen this early season form, which has obviously come about because no one was necessarily expecting this, 
uh, apart from Marcus, obviously. Mm. Um, but they weren't expecting it to the level that we've got. And now teams, when they line up against Norwich, what are they What are they saying? You would assume that it would single him out. Exactly. I mean, Man City forgot to do that, but others won't. Now, as you say, his price at the moment, his trading Marcus. price at the moment, is higher than it will, it will ever be. And I think Nick... Um, I feel Nick has missed the boat. And I, I think that's... You can put it down to inexperience. It's his first season. And I think he'll be regretting that come the end of the season. I don't think it's necessarily just rookie behaviour, though. I found it an, an odd thing, not not to get too Radio 4, but the, in terms of the psychology of the draft, mm. there was um, uh, someone sold a player, and I was like, oh, if I were him, I wouldn't have sold that player. But I could have bought that player. You know, I still had my transfer that week, but didn't buy him. I think you would generally, you will... You feel an attachment you, you, to your own players, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, rather than coveting your neighbour's ox, you do the opposite. You I think sort you of cover your own oxes and you, you don't... You fear that thing of letting go of the player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was just trying to manipulate people to try to sign oxes. I was only trying to trade you an ox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 With, with that, though, Andy... Lay Chamberlain. And this is, this is interesting because this is Andy who, the season that Leicester City won the league, Andy had Vardy <laughs> oh and didn't God. captain him. For this very reason, he's like, "Oh no, teams will get wise. Teams will get wise." No, Vardy not only not only did they win the Premiership, Vardy got the most back-to-back Premier League goals in history. So I see your theory. I, and then the week Fair that Andy captured him <laughs> was that the week he <laughs> it was the week he didn't no, score. It's not. Yeah, his fourteenth game in the row, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. and fact, you finally you got a point. And if, if Puki does go on to score loads of goals and Norwich do win the league, I'll clear your desk, <laughs> Matt. Don't worry. If I was Nick. I would almost try and get Jamie Vardy with Puki. Yeah. I think over the course of the season, I would have thought that would have been I a viable Nick, trade. Nick was sore for Marcus Puki. I think he might end up with Aguero in return. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. <laughs> but, 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 but that's an interesting point. I wonder the, the kind yeah. of what what hot totty has he been offered? What, what, I wonder what level of player. That's a talking point. I th- it, is a, it is, if he if he's prepared to bring it up, I think this segment alone will get into his head and he won't. He, I think he has missed the boat and I think us saying that will make him want to hold on to him yeah, even I think, more. I think so they, I think he I will was, stick with Puki through the rest of the season. But he will live on in the knowledge that had he chanced his arm, he could have got a significantly more consistent player through the course of the season. I, and I, I'm telling you that for free. Mm. If you'd have picked the right person, you'd have put enough offers out, you know, if you'd gone seeking for them, he would have got a good offer for Puki. Mm-hmm. But inexperience, we'll put it down to that. So um, that is um, our instalment of what, Marcus. What? How can you finish Pookie Watch without giving him his biggest credit this month? He is the Barclays, Carlin, Littlewoods <laughs> Premier League player of the month. He's player of the month. See, I think he's also the highest point scorer in the game at the moment. I feel that's probably true. I think, in fact, yeah, he Thank is. You, he is. He's the highest point scorer in the game right now. So there you Martin go. Martin Glenn Murray, have you confirmed that? <laughs> <laughs> he he, he started the week. They were, when, uh, when Pookie's form dips, I'm sure we'll have Murray mania. <laughs> Murray, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Murray mania. Um, Sponsored by Murray's men. So there you go. So that is... We'll all go watch Brighton on Murray's mound. <laughs> that, is, that, is our, that is our segment um, for the Premier League Player of the Month, Timo Pookie. Pookie watch! Receiving 
lots of messages, lovely messages from uh, our listeners, and we're going to delve into them right now. Okay, so I'm going to start with a question, actually, from the social media, mm. one that's been popping up. Um, a, a few, few times it's been... A few times, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, okay. This has popped up on our Instagram and our Twitter. Okay. Um, are we thinking about doing any more live games? You know how we watched the menu, the menu match was on that time. Yeah. And there was a penalty. People, it seems to really, people seem to get on board with that. That is an excellent question. Thank you to all those who sent that in. Uh, on the your, answer on your self-stamped dressed envelope <laughs> <laughs> and carrier pigeons yeah, and various yeah. other to the PO box. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it always Isleworth Middlesex? I don't know. It always was. Well, what else do they do out there? The answer is yes. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to get a bunch of drafters in a room. We're going to watch a game that has lots of players involved that are part of our teams, which can be most games actually. Um, but I think something came up as we reacted to that Man United game and uh, I remember Pogba missed the penalty I was devastated because he should have just left Marcus to take the Marcus Rashford uh, I was going to say I'm supposed to a terrible penalty taker <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you on a football pitch oh, mind you Jeff Horsfield was never uh, no, exactly. great with the penalties was he? we shall be uh, recording our reactions to some some live games I don't know what the copyright infringement is on that but uh, we might have to watch them Silently. Silently, <laughs> so that we don't have Martin Tyler ringing us up and complaining that we've not given him any royalties. Um, but yeah, great question, and it will be coming up when um, we can get enough of us together. Lovely stuff, thank you, Bradley. Um, another one here is you, in the last episode, you had a bit of a, for want of a better word, you had a bit of a rant about referees depending on VAR. Yes. Something else has come up is, will... <laughs> it almost like people have been basically people have been agreeing they've been sending in agreements uh, with, oh, to you yeah do you feel like there's a feature in this or do you think it's just something that we'll keep chatting about throughout the, the, the series I think the danger is a lot of coverage from any football outlet is going to be talking about VAR and I feel like the problem is not going to change for the time being because the problem remains the same it is the people using VAR. It is not VAR itself. It is an issue of passing the buck. Yeah. And the hope is that it will finesse itself. Did you guys hear? I did. I remember specifically yeah. where I was listening to that. It was on a running machine. I don't do that In often. the future, that's what it'll be like in the future, rather than people talking about where were you when, when Elvis died. It's going to be where were you when... Um... When Bradley had his breakdown about VAR, <laughs> very possibly, I, I, I do remember. But it's, um, I thought it was an excellent point. What your the question that you raised there, Marcus? I think it's an interesting one, and I don't think that we love football because of VAR. I think we all love football and we love talking about it and everything to do with it. So I don't want to give VAR a special platform. I think making it a feature, uh, I don't know, it gives it undue attention. However, I think he's got a no platform VAR. <laughs> VAR has the potential to enhance football, Definitely. enhance the experience, and enhance just the fairness of the game. Which mm. I'm, and I repeat this, I am sick to death of the arguments around penalties that should and should not have been given. Yeah. VAR is there at the moment to make the right decision. For whatever reason, the system that they've implemented is not 
uh, is clearly not working mm. and it needs someone with half a brain just to figure that out. But do you know what I learned this week when I was watching the football at the weekend is that, so obviously we were talking about, oh, let's just talk about him again. We were talking about Mike Dean, weren't we? Yeah. Remember? And he was on the pitch and then he went, he bottled it and went yeah. to the air. You know that they have, so the referees that are on the pitch at the weekend are also the referees that are it at that at the VAR headquarters. So Mike Dean last weekend was in the was in the studio the, in the studio watching it. So they so they don't have like a specialist VAR referee. The referees are learning that. So it's them. Yeah, sorry, you're about to make the point. No, it's yeah, them so learning how to deal with the technology. It's not someone who's come in and and displayed a good use a, of this technology. A fortitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought they had like VAR specialists watching it and then giving Mike Dean. Oh, by the way, Mike. Uh, you might want to watch that. I'll also point I out, yeah, the MLS and even at the World Cup, Major League Soccer, Major League Soccer, they have a much better grasp on VAR than we do. Yeah, and why? I think there's probably an element of pride as to why the Premier League doesn't say, "Hey, ML- MLS, come and give us a, you know, come and give us a." a, a oh, of course, it's pride. yeah. Your lessons learned yeah. on. Come and give us a yeah, chat yeah, about yeah. how you how you yeah. you know it's, how you found it. Because like, come over to the home of football and tell us how to do it. But no, no, why, no, why, why, do we, why do we need to be so proud? I'm not. It? Yeah, bring exactly. It, bring flipping, bring them over. Bring, bring, bring Alexi. 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 <laughs> Get Eric Ronaldo. <laughs> all those guys say, "Listen, this is how it works out." There we go. We've again given it undue attention, but it's, it's an interesting. Um, I feel like this will be a logistical nightmare for you, Bradley. Okay. Um, the. Uh, on our on our Instagram, yes. the football stickers that we have been created, especially for us, yes. are getting a lot of attention. A lot we're getting a lot of likes. We're getting lots of comments. People are asking if they're available to buy a sticker as, as football cards, <laughs> or even if there's like are they in poster form? I love the enthusiasm. The answer currently is no, but if we should continue to grow in popularity yeah. as we've been very pleased to do so yeah. far i dare say that in the future that may be the case one of the great things about the social media and i suppose the instagram specifically is is very creative space yeah we keep saying it. i love what the social media team are doing i also love what listeners are doing uh largely based off of the cake that was made that was amazing which was incredible mm. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, mm, yeah. I want to give me some of that. Cake. Give me some of that cake. <laughs> uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, there was a cake made. Uh, there was a football at the centre of this cake. It was red and black because the person making the cake was an Atlanta United fan, who we mentioned in a previous mm, podcast. Yes. On the top of this cake was Nick Morgan, who at the time was top of the league. Yeah, uh, I had fallen down the side of it. <laughs> yeah, but I was just pleased to have made an appearance That's excellent. and you know appear in marzipan. And um, underneath the ball, with no head, was Yare, um, who I'm still, I'm, I'm sure, was still pleased to have been part I'm of it. I'm thrilled. So thank you so much. Nick is no longer the top of the league, so that could be the curse of cake. Oh. We, can, we can insert tumbleweed in there. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, from social media, I don't know if this is, this is a question, but it's something I've noticed. And it's something I've been quite excited about because I'm a bit of a geek. Um, people have been sending in pictures of where they're listening to. Yes, it's, I saw that. It's look, someone listening at the Grand Canyon. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I think it's great for you. I saw the picture. I want to encourage listeners to do that. If you're listening to the podcast and can find some way of documenting it, yeah, in a weird. If you're listening to it in a weird place or somewhere unusual or exotic or whatever, yeah, 
Send I'd us say, a picture and like we most, will whether it's, make a song and dance over it. Whether it's like the most exciting place that Are You Having a Draft has been listened to this week. Do we know who it was who was listening to it? So, the yeah. most exciting picture so far was from the Grand Canyon and it was Shona Lowe. Shona Lowe. Listen to it in the Grand Canyon. Alternatively, obviously not everybody's going to be able to make it to the Grand Canyon or somewhere equivocal. Maybe you're listening to it somewhere incredibly mundane. Take a picture of that as well. The more mundane, the better. But I've listened to the podcast so far. Extremes in, is what we're after. Extremes. In both Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the same day. Wow. Oh, <laughs> not on the... Well, you went on the M1, right? <laughs> Jet setters on the podcast. <laughs> so yes, thank you for everyone for getting in touch. Thank you, everybody. Seriously, Thanks, it's. Uh, I mean, we we've started this podcast and we're sort of enjoying it ourselves. But when people get involved and show us their enthusiasm in whatever way, shape, or form that that comes out through social media, we love it. It's great. Thank you so much. So, Marcus, Hi, mate. we had a flurry of transfer activity this game week. It was incredible. 11.30 on the Saturday, my phone exploded. Mine did as well. Uh, where were you? Um, oh, I, missed, I, was, I, was, I was driving. I misjudged my trip this week massively. And I set off about, it was like a two-hour trip, and I set off about 10 o'clock, thinking I'd make it on time. But the traffic hit, and I was on the M1. Wow. So I had the sat-nav on, not because I needed to know where I was going, because I knew where I was going, but for the time, like to know how long it was going to take yeah. until I got there. So just to give with every... The, oh, sorry, go on. No, with the, draft, with, the dra- with the draft in mind, thinking, will I make it on time for the 11.30 deadline? Yeah. And then I knew I hadn't when my phone literally went absolutely mental <laughs> on the sat-nav thing. It's just like, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that? And I'm completely missed out. So just to give everyone the timeline for this, there'd obviously been the international break, so we'd had... Um, that I think is one of the reasons it's got to be everyone just you know realizing the changes they wanted to make maybe a couple injuries as well that people wanted to uh, make adjustments to their team to figure out and so yeah come to the next gate uh, game week and all of a sudden boom transfers left right and center and um, before we go in about the transfers I think it'd be useful to talk about just how many transfers were yeah uh, one of the first well he one of the first people that came up was Pete Pete transfer Pete rang me. On my journey, Pete was been on holiday. He was in Greece or somewhere. Pete rang me on my journey. He's like, "All right, mate." I was like, "Aren't you in Greece?" Like, yeah, you couldn't help me out with the transfer, <laughs> did you? And he, I don't know what he'd done. I was like, "No, mate, I'm on the M1. What are you doing?" He says, "Oh no, I've really messed up my transfer. I was wondering if you could help out." And then at eleven thirty, he comes in with Dunk out, James for Chelsea, Reese James in. So that's the first eleven thirty one. What do we feel about bringing in Reese James? That is Jacob Actually, Reese James. Don't know <laughs> anything about him. Has I, he been I, on I, the I, bench I, yet? Chelsea have like another young defender who is playing, right? So what is that about? Like, what is he? What's he doing? Does he know something that we don't? Is he like? It's an interesting pick. I think he's heard something, and he's he's brought him in with the future very much in mind I don't know if he means of next season exactly (laughs) I think Pete's more spiritual than that I think he saw the face of Reese James in an oat cake or something like that (laughs) I'm having him Um, then the next one which is again at 11.30 so everyone's trying to beat each other to it here but I don't think two people tried to sign the same person well the waiver wire would have sorted that out just to let everyone know there's a minute when the transfer window uh, or when the game week becomes a new game week you have one minute 
which is usually 11.30 to 11.31, where whoever is higher up in the waiver wire gets precedence over whatever player they want. So the way the waiver wire is structured is if you're bottom of the league, you're top of the waiver wire. If you're top of the league, you're bottom of the waiver wire. So it sort of gives the lower place teams like Bromit and Andy a chance <laughs> to bring in players that might strengthen their side. I mean, um, jokes aside, I did use the waiver wire to get Mason Mount on yeah, 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 game yeah. week two or something. Very true. It's already come into effect. Um, so, and then, so um, Neil Dutton, Dutz yeah. got rid of Alonso and then J. Ward for Crystal Palace came in. Joel Ward. That is a move. That is a... What would you say? Brave, bold? I use Joel Ward for what I describe as the Wolfie Shuffle, which is oh, yeah, a minute yeah. before <laughs> the waiver. Uh, sorry, a minute before the deadline, you bring in the player and then a minute after the deadline, you, tra- you basically reverse the transfer. So you just got that player for one week. So... It's best to use that when you know that um, one of your good players is not going to be available that week. You don't want to transfer them out forever. You just want them to out that game week and back in the next. And you don't want someone to steal them. Exactly. So you've got to act fast. Wolf is the pioneer of that move. <laughs> I used Joel Ward for that. I got Joel Ward in game week four a couple of weeks ago. So exactly the same. He got a clean sheet. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who they... I think they played Villa. Got a clean yeah. sheet. Six points or seven points. Back out again the next week. So you bring him in... Before and then you bring him up. It, now it's clicked in the pennies drop. How many I, seasons have you been doing this, Marcus? Mate, don't. I I saw you do it and you went and and Andy even put on the group. That's the Wolfie Shuffle. And everyone was like, <laughs> "Lol, laugh out loud, hilarious, blah blah." And I was like, "Don't know what you're talking about." I even just I even just asked Bradley that before we came upstairs to to do the recording. I was like, "So what is this?" Bradley gave a big, lovely explanation to it, crystal clear. No idea. Didn't get it. Now. <laughs> Now I get it. As soon as Andy's in I wonder if that's how our listeners feel. <laughs> um, good. Andy, do you want to host a podcast about fancy football? <laughs> Only if I can talk exclusively about Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> then the next one. So um, everyone's favourite one-weeker, uh, Ward, went out. Uh, in, sorry, for Neil Dutton. And then, so Nick, our, he's second in the league now. Juan Mata out. Goodmanson from Burnley in. Having just done... The Wolfie Shuffle. He did a Wolfie Shuffle as well. Because he just take he just done the reverse of that transfer. He did. Yes, yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, so I started at eleven thirty here, so that's what I did. Mm. Okay, so he did the Wolfie Shuffle. So eleven eighteen, Goodmanson out, matter in. At eleven thirty, matter out, Goodmanson in. Well done. Yeah. Good move. I don't I don't actually know what point difference that made to him, but mm. I can't imagine it was much because I don't think Goodmanson well, United Mata. won. No, it's the other way round. He brought Mata, Mata was the the one weaker in the Wolfie Shuffle move. Goodmanson is what he's back. Is his oh, I see. Well, I don't think Mata did anything of no. Moves. United won one 0 against uh, Leicester City, Leicester. and it was a penalty. Rashford got yeah, taken down. He wasn't involved in that. So no. I don't think it was all Rashford basically. Now from the horse's mouth, Andy, eleven thirty. So this was the fifth transfer, uh, and still we're still yeah. at eleven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> Troy Deeney out. McBurney for Sheffield United in. I just need yeah, to, I've yet like to field wheel. 11 players. I've not had a game oh, really? yet where I've had 11 players on the pitch. Um, Deeney's out for a couple of months. He was on Jeff and the Boys. Yeah, he's was just had yeah. an operation, so yeah. pretty safe with getting rid of him. Um, I, th- I like the look of Ollie McBurney, uh, both physically and in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks a little bit damn mantle for me. Yeah, Does yeah. he? Yeah. The hipster's choice. Like. And then the next one, which which I'll 
which I'll talk about first and foremost. Transfer number six. Uh, so Meds, yeah, brought took out Macarthur for Crystal Palace. Yeah, and this is eleven thirty. By the way, this is on the money. So the sixth transfer at eleven thirty is Meds. Uh, McTominay from Man United. Now, before we start talking about that, I rang Bradley up. So once I touched down Leicester and I've gone through all these, the next thing I did is when I set off in the car again, um, rang Bradley and was like, Bradley, I've got a bone to pick with you. He's like, oh, what is it, mate? And I went... That was my voice. Was it? <laughs> it, was, it kind, of, kind of went a bit... <laughs> it was you made me sound like your parents when yeah. you were a teenager when you are doing right. an impersonation of them. Right. Yeah, my mum was like... <laughs> so, okay, so I, rang, so I rang Bradley up. I rang Bradley up and he answered and said... Hi, Marcus. How's it going, man? Great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Was that impression better for you? <laughs> you sounded a lot like him. Um, and I was like, mate, I've got a bone to be. Have you been talking to Meds? And he went, no, why? I said, Meds has just made an 11.30 transfer that is on the money. McTominay. I think that's a great transfer. Yeah, definitely not great on MacArthur. Yeah? I would say. I think it's a good transfer, um... and I can see why you would ask that question, because for Meds to have an awareness of it, I feel like Meds has enlisted the help of his friends. I feel, potentially. Or has Which, he just stepped the game up this year? I think I think with a podcast by asking out, his friends, by asking <laughs> that he's got a Meds is, Meds is on a podcast WhatsApp group. And yeah, just, uh, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing in the rule book, so you can't no, ask your pals. Not so. at all. Um, it'd be interesting. Um, I hopefully, uh, hopefully Meds will get in touch and see where this new inspiration. He'll tell us where this new inspiration is. Coming. All right, guys, it's me, Meds. You wanted me to get in touch. McTominay, love him, great player. There you go. Thanks, thanks, Meds. thanks, Meds. thanks Cheers, Meds. Cheers, mate. All, all on your own. I've been given some thoughts of what you, Bradley, mentioned earlier in the season about that it only rewards certain kind of players this game. Yeah. And I think you're really onto something there. And I also think the classification of wingers that essentially play yeah. up front in a three as midfielders. Yeah. You know who, yeah. who they are Mane, Salah, Salah is the biggest but, culprit because I've but, never but, seen Salah do any defending. What's so interesting with Liverpool, the differentiation yeah. of Mane. Firmino and Salah yeah. just because Firmino is in a central position really in that three yeah. it's I've, bizarre I've yeah. long since thought that the people behind PremierLeague.com are Liverpool fans I, I feel that there seems to be too many indications Robertson bonus points oh my god I feel like but you'd love Robertson bonus points though right <laughs> I would but this season he's not going to get them because his mum's not dishing the points <laughs> okay, okay, okay also Liverpool you know, struggling at the back in the way that they weren't last year. Do you year. not think they'll get better though? I feel they will. Yeah, I feel they will. That's good. <laughs> um, that's very useful. Thank you, Bradley. Um, so then at 11.32, Matt Brummett, explain yourself, two minutes late. Ain't no holler bass girl out. <gasps> this is sacrilegious. This is, I saw that and that's the one that actually upset me the most because we had this big thing on yeah. Jack right. Where he was like, ain't um, no Holobas girl. Yeah, he was like, Holob- you know, Jose Holobas, and everyone really enjoyed it. It's five or six weeks into the season, you've got rid of him and brought Marcus Alonso. This is actually him. consistent with their relationship. In, you know, yeah, it's, it's, a a very, relationship. it's a very Ross and Rachel uh, <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah. They're now currently on a break. Yeah. <laughs> this week, I saw at 11.30 or 11.31, as you said, Marcus Alonso came onto the market. Usually, if you have more time in this, you'd be like... I'll check, I'll look into it, make sure that he's going to play a bunch of games, all that stuff. But I'm like, if I've... And I knew that Emerson was out injured. So I was like, I think, I'm just hoping that Nick, or whoever it was that had him, 
has cocked up here and not realised that and sent him out. And That's I, it was, yeah, right? It was, yeah. was yeah. it Dutch? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, no. but, but, yeah, but, but yeah but the idea that I yeah. thought oh great there's this there's this value player that's come onto the market due to lack of knowledge great I'll have him in my team and win my, my defence is absolute pony anyway so I'm not going to lose anything but obviously if I had more time I'd have been able to research it and realise that the Emerson injury that I thought was like five or six weeks is actually probably going to be a couple of weeks and in that time Alonso's got Chelsea uh, got Liverpool anyway so it's like he's probably not really good. he's like my not to give away too much intel but he's my third sub this week so he's like I'm probably going to get absolutely nothing out of him but that is an interesting thing about the difference between a normal draft transfer when you research it and then the other side of it which is just a panic reactive that player's on the market do I bother waiting five minutes checking things or do I just absolutely blow my load on him and I did the latter that's why that's why it happened at 11.32 that is exactly why it happened at 11.32 you took two minutes to go Ah! that is what I did yeah a minute of that was just pure screaming a 30 seconds typing when Torres rounded yeah yeah yeah. that was the exact same sound it is but with a a slightly Yorkshire transfer gasm Um, (laughs) absolute transfer gasm so that was the that was the end that was the end of the madness at 11.30. However, that wasn't the end. And of- how many transfers are we up to by that point? So is, that, got is that number seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yes. Seven as we got to Brummett, okay. And we've um, still got some more to go. And then we've got, then at half past four, so just as the get, just as the, just as the three o'clock kickoffs are no, coming. No, it wasn't that late. Just as the three o'clock kickoffs are coming to an end, Johnny Wolf, Harvey Barnes out. Okay, yes. Yeah, so Harvey Barnes out, um, Gineppo, sorry, I don't know that is, Southampton in. Gineppo, yeah. I then, good. I yeah. then had a moment of, I needed Harvey Barnes in my team, and I need jerk reaction. Leicester player. But Leicester player, but I like, I really rate him. So I got rid of Snodgrass, holding midfielder, arguably, and got Harvey and Barnes. And involved no, in the bed no, no, from earlier this season. That's not where Robert Snodgrass plays, but carry on. Well, he's basically not got any points, so... Yeah. And Harvey Barnes is an attacking midfielder. You're aware of the significance of Robert Snodgrass, right? In what sense? In the combination of him and Declan Rice. Yeah. I had them both. Yeah, and Pete's predictive algorithm... Said that. Well, myself and Pete are up against you and Nick with a bet of... Them oh, getting over a certain number of points. Oh, <laughs> and you've well. already got rid of both of those players <laughs> because they weren't getting you enough points. Uh, yeah, no, I think they'll do really well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I completely didn't know that. That's great material. Um, so, no, I didn't know that at all. So, yeah, got rid of Snodgrass. is out. Harvey Barnes in straight away. Loved it. This is the interesting one at 16.39. So, this is transfer number nine. Of the game week. Uh, so Brummett's was seven. Man. Yes, yes. Wolf had brought in Gineppo. Gineppo had just scored as well. Southampton's winner against so Sheffield one United. Of my, my issues that's held me back in the years, I always play football on Saturday afternoon, which means I've never watched the Saturday afternoon games live or mm. listened to them or whatever. So that reactive thing that Wolf did, which is some a new-ish player has burst onto the scene, played well, and Wolf snapped him up before anyone else. I'd like Gineppo, I'm sure some of us around this table. I was on a bike listening to it on the radio. I thought maybe when I get home. That's exactly what I thought. Oh, we had that conversation. Wolf moves. Yeah. And I'm always late to those. Or if an injury is another one, one of your players gets injured or someone gets injured, there's an obvious replacement like the Alonso. The goal went in and my phone buzzed almost immediately. Yeah. You made a bet a good you move. with yourself to who, as to who it was. I, yes, I did. I, and I, I said, 
Wolves well, just signed. Did you actually point. say Wolves as well? Yeah, because there were not many people uh, left course, to make a transfer. Yes, so obviously, yeah. I, you know, I had a could have a more educated guess. Than so this is where it got to. a little bit tasty, and this is this is we after this one had happened. That's when we rang each other again. Yeah. So, so we're on transfer number nine now. Yare. Yare. The cerebral assassin. Ayosi Perez for Leicester City. Out. S. Buffal. Buffal from Southampton in. And that is also like a couple of weeks after he just Lamela had a bad performance, so he sold him. And he's like the starting attacking midfielder. That's Spurs. Lamella for anyone who's uh watched a Tottenham match and heard <laughs> a commentator say his name. Um Thoughts on thoughts on Yare's um Perez out Buffal in? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean just because you spent that many points you can't let go of Player. But if you spent that many points, it sort of suggests that you have a lot of confidence in <laughs> yeah, him for the season. Points. We're in game week five. five, and Yare has dropped that player. What I will say for Yare is that Yare shoots from the hip. We've said this before. Because of that, the results of his manoeuvres are extreme, and they're either very good they are very bad I mean, I've got I've got no issue with shooting from the hip but not when you, the gun's pointing at your own balls I mean, <laughs> Perez like if we were t- if literally if you we can were, see why he's done it but though. if we were 10 game weeks in right and yeah. Perez had not okay, fired yeah, you're like fine. fine but he's like he's still going back to the the reclassified thing and I know he's not playing in the same role as he was at Newcastle but he's yeah. still a striker you know what I mean yeah sure like playing the forward line yeah he's, he's still in the forward midfielder line. yeah and he's like and also Yari's team's absolute penalty he's bottom like it's not like you don't look at that team and go oh I'll tell you what he could just make it a little bit better by getting rid of Iosi Perez it's like <laughs> he's probably his best player it's like oh, madness um, and then so that was it that was at 1639 and then what happened at 1642 Bradley uh, I have a feeling transfer number 10 happened at 1642 so Bradley James Ward Prowse from Southampton out Iosi Perez from Leicester City in I had yeah. just gotten off my bike and my phone had buzzed and no sooner had I parked said bike I looked at my phone I had to do a double take yeah because for, Perez for me was someone who at the draft I thought to myself, if I, I, I'm going to go for this guy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, didn't turn out that way. I didn't think he was quite worth 21. 21. But I didn't. I wasn't surprised that he went for that much. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> he's free. Now, the crucial bits of information to this are when Alonso came up, I was considering him. Someone jumped in there and grabbed him, Mr. Bryant. When Gineppo scored that goal. That was that just pushed me over the edge yeah. of wanting to bring him in because I'd actually considered bringing him in the week before. I went with Mark Noble instead in case West Ham get any penalties. And I think Gineppa was listed as injured, so I held off. That was the only reason he had a yellow square by his name. And then Wolves jumped in with Gineppo. Yeah. So, but for those two signings being made, and the other crucial bit is that Yare wanted to sign Gineppo. What, on draft night is this? Or? No, when oh. uh, Gineppo scored, oh, yes, and he, he immediately looked... messaged him, well yeah. done, Wolf. Because yeah, yeah, Yare yeah. gives props where they're, yeah. where they're due. You know, he'll say, well yeah. done. So 
he messages and say, yes, I was going to sign him. Now, he's obviously thought he wants to make a signing because there's a lot happening. The, the flurry of transfer, the, you know, this transfer week, this game week, has obviously got to him. He's bottom. He needs to make things happen. As we say, he's shooting from the hip. And so he's looked at Perez. Perez has not been playing regularly. And so he's looked at the points and gone, OK, he's the man to get rid of. So needless to say, as soon as I saw that, I thought it's worth the risk because James yeah. Ward-Prowse is not prolific by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, well, that's actually the, the only, I think, criticism I'd have had from you. I think I'd have, I'd have kept JWP, I think. Who would you got rid of? Noble. You'd have got rid of Noble? I, I, know, I know he's the pen man, but JWP's on a range of set pieces and he's, he's, he's cantankerous when he plays. Noble gets loads of yellows as well. I just feel... Mm. Um, and he's Mark Noble. Mark Noble is there, as I say, he's there because he's the penalty taker. Southampton haven't had a penalty for us to decipher who it is who's actually going to be hitting them. And I don't feel like they are... I don't feel like they're... Every Southampton game I've watched so far, their goals... It's not really no. predictable about how they're going. They're not an attacking force, really. They're not an attacking force. They're sort of solid-ish. Yeah, there's not a lot of like flow to their play, which sounds a bit no, odd and generic, but they're, they, they're not sort of operating in a way that is, they bring a system to a game and they're going to control the game that way or they're going to play that way. They seem very reactive. Mm. And I don't, I just never feel with JWP that he is on the front foot, I feel like he's part of a unit that is there to make themselves difficult to beat. So that was more that idea is the fact that Southampton are not there to go out and win a game. They're there to hang in there and snatch wins when they can. And you can't blame them for that. On, on that note about right. Southampton's attacking line, um, Marcus, who was it that Yarrace just signed? Oh, is it Boo, Boo Fowl, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I mean, I couldn't also, even say his name the first time. The I'm one wild that. card to that is Gineppo. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got something about him mm. and that's why I was interested in because yeah. teams often who set up like that then give a free reign to that one player yeah. who can make something happen and that's yeah. why I was looking yeah. at Gineppo it could be the 2019 Marion Parhouse so that was transfer number 10 there's one more transfer one today today which means that 11 of the 13 ah. drafters made transfers I can tell you that two who didn't make transfers is top of the league Matthew Melaloo has he made any? He's not made a single change. Oof. Why would you need to? Why indeed? And the other person... Mantle? Yeah. Was Mantle, who's also up there and yeah. obviously happy with his team. And I actually think, had he been not cutting someone's hair, I think he would have signed a I think he even dress. referenced that on WhatsApp. I think WhatsApp he referenced group. it on WhatsApp, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Phil today got rid of West Ham's Chicharito. And brought Bizarre. in... Bizarre. <laughs> what? Funny that, yeah. seeing as he's now it's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Phil had to and brought get rid in... of him because he's already got three severe players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think, I think that was his second severe player, actually. Um, and he Phil brought did... in Solanke from Bournemouth. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. So that has Worth a punt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for a guy who's Worth gone off and won't be playing in the league for another, like a younger player who's got something to prove. Yeah. Uh, Phil did make a very good comment uh, to thank 
uh, Daniel Sharman for signing half of La Liga. <laughs> I like it's taken him sort of five game weeks. And he's managed to almost clear it all out now. So, but by the, by by the way, this is the same Sharman that rinsed me for half the draft because I'd signed oh. Ericsson who was apparently on his way to La Liga, <laughs> who is now comfortably in the number ten role. And I feel like he's re- actually settled in again now. He's settled back yeah. into it. Yeah. Kept giving you reports that he'd seen him move his mattress uh, yeah. over to Barcelona. Yeah. And, and as people I can tell who have. Um, Listen to the previous episodes. My poker face wasn't particularly good. It's fine. I spoke to my mum and she says Ericsson's going to be really good. So that was a highly active and very interesting transfer flurry for this game week. I have Bradley had a rather dramatic idea. Oh God, your face! And I think I think we talked um, we talked quite a lot about trades. Let me just describe Marcus's face. All of his teeth were on show, as he said. <laughs> Even that. the ones at the back. Oh, we talked quite a lot about trades. Yes, we? we did. We did. Um, how are you? There's yet to be a trade this season. Feeling about how are you feeling about your defence? Absolutely terrible, uh, because my defence is two Chelsea players, an Everton team who. I'm not even sure they field a side when they go away from home. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like it. And uh, Tarkovsky, I'm, I'm happy with. Burnley are putting up a bit of a fight. I was... Um, Brum is <laughs> especially happy that I signed Tarkovsky. I was, hoping, I, was hoping, I was hoping you'd say that. Because we mentioned him earlier, mm. Mr. Bonus Points himself. Yeah. Would, be, would fit nicely into your team. I'm sensing a... Sensing a trade off. And his eyes at Mark. the Don't let Delph go, whatever you <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, okay. I'm, I'm lacking. Other, I've only got one. I've only really got one player that's actually banging in the goals this season. Right. Um, Who's that? Oh, Guerra, of course. Because of the sort of discontent at Manchester United, convoluted, but Rashford. You want to offer me. Robertson Andrew bonus points Robertson for Marcus Rashford even though his mum's not dishing him out anymore for Marcus penalty <laughs> taker Rashford because I don't know what I'm doing in that situation no, that is a, a cracking trade off wow um, oof because because I, I need yeah. point, I need to put for I'm and look an Aguero injury away from devastation aren't you I feel I, thank you Andy this is what I'm coming from and um and bearing in mind, this is this is what I, I was quite sort of. I didn't really want to say it because Robertson was on my actual, he's top of my actual list. Mm. But I feel like if there's one player that you're lacking in your side, that I is a Scottish left back. Is a Scottish mm. left back. Well, I tell you what, I've got Harry Kane. If you were to bring Andrew Robertson into my team, I would have the trifecta of international captains of the England captain, the Scotland captain, and the Serbia captain. <laughs> <laughs> Luka Milivojevic. Um, that is a very interesting proposal. Well, Marcus, let's. Marcus, put, is, he, is he allowed? I don't think you should let him take this offline. I think he's got to give an answer on the podcast. Fine, I'm up for that. I that makes it exciting. I think that's fair, Andy. Very One time good, only. Very good drama. To what should we say? What giving? Te- is ten seconds too? Twenty oh. seconds. But by the way, listeners, this sounds convoluted. It is generally door stopped. Bradley here. He's. Spe- I've never seen him so speechless. It's. I, let me break this down for the listeners. Andrew Robertson uh, just hoovered up bonus points last year. If I take him on board, I've got to hope that he suddenly, and he's certainly not been doing it so far this year, 
I've got to hope that his fortunes change. Rashford, strikers in general are pretty rare. Rashford is now taking penalties. He will get easily 20 goals this season. <laughs> Controversial. Um, yes, no, I'm hoping he does, obviously. So, and I'll be losing a, an England player, which is sort of the spine of my team. But there is a certain... Robert's home nations, though. There is a certain romance about having Andrew Roberts I'll in give your you, team. So, uh, fifth, I'll cut the also, Alisson will be back. Which will increase Robertson's likelihood of clean sheets. Yeah, that's could be a I'm bonus. Feeling like a, I'm feeling like backing out of this now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, no, it's, no. I'm it's not very gonna... balanced training. Yeah, it is balanced training. Ironically, Liverpool got beat 2-0 last night, but looked defensively very, very good last night, actually. Marcus. Yeah. You got yourself. Oh, oh boom! The hands there. Well done, great. boys. Now well I had, done. I did have something in my bag. The first was, trade of the season on I, air. I'm well happy because that will explain a lot of people's questions about the trades. But I had something in my bag, which is why my bag's here, which is never used here. Which I was going to use to sweeten the deal, but I thought it actually might null and void the trade. But for being such a good sport, Bradley. Um, <laughs> oh, look at this! I have, um, I'm just presenting Bradley now with a signed picture of Harry Kane in his England shirt. Whilst I'm wearing my England shirt with Harry Kane on it, oh. that is incredible. Who's it signed by? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, it. Kane, it's, it's the former WWF wrestler. It's authenticised on the back as well. I think wow! That's I don't think that's. So there you go. Look at that. So yeah, that's fantastic. I might colour it in so that he's in the uh, Liberators kit. Oh, the Liberators <laughs> kit. But there you go. That's uh, that, and then Marcus. Thank you so my, much. My reason for that is that you're being a good sport. I was going to find a reason at some point. Yeah. So there you go, man. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't think we should be able to bribe people into. No, and that's why. <laughs> that's why I give it to him afterwards, and I'm glad I did <laughs> yeah. because I think people, the rest of the guys in our group would have gone. Well, well got a that was incredibly open. exciting. I've framed some pictures recently. I guess I've got another one now yeah. to. Yeah. There you go, mate. To frame but, as well. But, but obviously, listeners, that's a thing that we only usually get to see that excite. It's because in terms of your trade, some people will put a player up and say, "I'd be interested in trading this," but usually, it's a lot more. Game of Thronesy in the background with people making yeah, yeah. nefarious deals. So having this yeah. live was pretty exciting. It's a good one. I've been messaging people and then saying, "Stop wasting my time." Some of the trades stop. that Andy offers up, I yeah. have to say, are ludicrous. I but thought, yeah, I appreciate it was a reasonable shit. Some season. people have messaged me back and said, "I'm not even in the draft. What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> what does this Simple, mean? Please, mom. I'm happy with that. I think that's a good. Time to end our, our transfer chat for the week. So, the two drafters we have with us today are in an interesting position in the league table. There's a catering zone, it consists of the 11th place team, the 12th place team, and the 13th place team. Now, taking out uh, Yare, who's in 13th and bottom of the table at the moment, we have our 11th and 12th position teams, uh, managed by Andy O'Neill and Matthew Brummett. Um, Andy, <laughs> the, the atmosphere has gone down a bit in the room. They're both looking quite sullen. Brummett has put... Can we go back to talking about Pugio? <laughs> <laughs> Brummett is comforting himself with his right hand, his long mane. Andy, let's start with you, because you're the one who's done the research here. Where do you think it's gone wrong so far? Big favourite before the season started from a lot of people. A lot of people saw your draft choices. They saw your team. And after that, a lot of people said, Andy's going to win it. Early days, but... Very early days. Very early days, but you're... Yeah, you're in the catering zone. 
Yeah. What do you think's happened? <laughs> well, what, effectively what's happened is I've barely fielded any players and that has um, very clearly held me back. I've not yet had <laughs> 11 out in a, in a given game week. Um, Rudiger's not played. Tongan's had a weird fallout with Pochettino. Deli Ali hasn't played yet. And Lampard's decided not to pick Giroud. Okay, that one is probably uh, foreseeable, but the others weren't. And I think that um, now those all those players are back, the exception of Giroud, um, who's probably going to get traded out of this team or transferred out of this team sooner rather than later. Ooh. So I feel like. I'm on the up. The gap isn't that much as one of the top scorers this week. Not the top scorer, but not far off. And I feel like that gap will get close. So I'm not panicking at this early stage. Um, I just need my players out on the pitch. It's interesting that you would look to trade out Giroud. Because one, I wouldn't have said it was obvious at all that Tammy Abraham was going to be the guy starting. No, I thought it would be Giroud. On draft night, I was 50-50. I went Giroud. Because also, because Tammy Abraham would have gone for a lot more than two yeah. if people had known. Yeah, it's interesting that you would give your up because I might be in line for a, in the market for a striker. Coming <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so anytime yeah. you want to drop him, yeah, you let me know. Uh, interesting thing about the Tammy Abraham. This is this shows my. I think this probably shows my terrible research knowledge, or I actually wasn't watching Sky Sports News one day last season. You know, I mentioned way back when I was watching a lot of championship, championship games. football. Yeah, I was thought. I was watching a lot of Villa and obviously the two people from my Villa team I had Grealish which I know and I had this guy called Abrahams right I had this, <laughs> I had, and I was looking to and I and yeah, Andy there yeah, exactly and I was going to my and it dawned on me last week I was like how did I not know that this Tammy Abraham guy went into my list I had him on my Villa list mm. so pre-season went into Villa looking okay well, he wasn't what, there no he Tammy Abs he wasn't there they must have got rid of him must have got rid of him going to Chelsea so I'm yeah, not giving him. I'm not giving it Pookie vibes on uh, on Tammy, but <laughs> I it wasn't aware. That we Who gets more Chelsea goals this season, Tammy Abs? Oh, ta- I mean, yeah, they're great. They're the same type of the same phenomena to me. Yeah, both started well. I don't think either of them are really top draw. Tammy's at the start of his career. Pookie's towards the end. Don't I? Don't they? On um, the on the the red map scale of player, how many tops would you put in there? Yeah. He's a, he is a top, top, top player. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely player. Let's go around the room real quick. Tammy or Pookie? Tammy, because... Marcus, Tammy Pookie. or Pookie? Tammy. I will go Tammy. I've got to say, if I, if I back out of Pookie now... It's true. I'll never live it down, Andy, will I? No. <laughs> Chelsea are a creative team. So whoever plays up front for Chelsea will end up scoring a few. And at the minute, it's Tammy Abraham. So, Bromit. Glenn Murray aside, what do you think has gone wrong with your team? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my team, my team was rubbish, wasn't it, really? <laughs> no, I, I'm actually... Do you put that down to having missed a season and being a little bit rusty yeah, to the experience? Yeah, yeah massively. And I, I just, I, I had too much to drink, really, was another issue. And I just got too giddy. I did, I did the thing that I didn't want to do. But I'm not, like, with that said, I felt good after this game, game week. Andy actually touched on it, saying, like, Chelsea are quite a creative team. I've got their two best creative players. Mountain Pulisic got Christian Eriksen you know uh, there's Ozil uh, might start getting a little bit more of a sniff now he did start the other day the way they then, played in the first no. half mm. against Watford I mean Christ mm. that second half oh my God. Yeah. but the way they played in the first half there's a suggestion that him and Ceballos could actually work yeah. together yeah. so so, so you know when you see that it's like I've actually got their foot and you know 
box how much he features but like i've got i've got five creative players there i've got you know and there's and there's my defense is still pretty pony but unlike andy we're in an opposite thing they're all playing and so my, my points are quite well spread mm. which makes me feel quite comfortable i'm like i, I don't think i'm like the problem that Marcus has had where you're not at battle stations just yet you're okay with yeah yeah and and, and also like the points wise I've creeped up a bit over the past few weeks so both of you Peter Everill um, all all in our our sniffing points it's tight yeah yeah it is tight yeah so I could literally within within two weeks I could be sixth the only person slightly cut adrift at the moment is Yare. Yare will finish bottom. <laughs> and I, and I love it. I, I, I know we, we wind him up and, and I love Yare to bits. And he's, he knows a lot about football and he's a good drafter. He's got a star next to his name. But I don't know what's going on because his team, he's going to finish bottom. How do you see a way out for him? Do you, th- do you think there is one? Um, I, I think he needs to just leave this and start another draft league or something. <laughs> it's not. Well, we've talked about this. He should wait till next season. He's not, some, he's not getting out of that. There are some teams in the Premier League who've benefited from being relegated and they've come back. Yeah, yeah. Better. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, That's okay. He's not like Aston Villa. Get that, rid of just, all that. Just, just look at that. Who's his best player? Zaha. Would Zaha go to Man United in January? I don't know. I, like, I just unless he pulls something. I've got no idea what's happening with Lo Celso could become a phenomenon. I don't know. But He's injured though at the moment. Yeah, exactly. There's, I just, there's not. Bufal, Yara hopes, is going to become a phenomenon. <laughs> but then I, I guess the only way is, is if a few of us around him have a lot of massive injury problems. But it's sure. not like one player being out, it's like two. Marcus, I guess, is with as he's only a couple of man team, if, if his two best players could, he could drop. But I think he'd need, he'd need, it wouldn't be one, he'd need both. I think what you can say about Yare is he won't give up. No way. No. And again, I, I so, seem to say something along these lines every week. You've got to love what Yari brings to the draft. Oh, because yeah. in this situation, <laughs> there will be other drafters who would not provide us with anywhere near no. the same level of entertainment. They would just give up the go. Yari has got, as he might have mentioned, a lot of nous. And he's out noused us all because what on earth was he doing making Todd Cantwell his captain against Man City? Unbelievable. Then Todd Cantwell goes and scores and yeah. Yara gets loads of points. Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> no one saw that coming. But that's, that's the shot. That's the shooting from the hip. That's what we're yeah. talking about. He takes chances yeah. like that. Which, yeah. for all we know, Ayosi Perez doesn't play another game this yeah. season. He keeps yeah. just coming on and playing 15 minutes off the bench. And Buffal might score five goals or something this year. For all we know, that could actually happen. Yeah. In fact, that's a good one to track for the rest of the season, yeah, the difference yeah. between Buffal and Perez. I just I don't know. understand this team. I don't. I, I often come to similar conclusions of Yare. He's a difficult person to trade with because I think he thinks that the players that I think are good are also good. But this team is so left field. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And then he went and Captain Todwell... And I didn't even know what... Oh, Count Todd- Toddwell. <laughs> <laughs> My favourites are Wolf, Mel and Mantle. Favourites to... Best teams. To I win. They've got the best teams, yeah. I think they, are, they will stand the test of time because they've got the uh, perfect blend of strength in depth plus one or two star players in there. And I think... Uh, if you look at Mel, for example, versus uh, Nick, the two top two, the top two at the moment... Uh, they, I just think Mel's got a lot more strength and depth in his team than Nick's got. I'm going now, to throw something in there because... I hope this is what, what I'm going to say. Go on. It won't be. No, it won't. Save <laughs> your frustration that I can clearly see in your... No, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. so, I'll do it. It's specific. Wolf was my pick 
for who would win the league this season. After I saw his team, even with the curse of Wolf, I felt that he was best placed because his team across the board is solid. Isn't solid. it solid? He's got good players in every position, and I think this is his year. Now, admittedly, I'm the only person who thinks this. He's not. He's not far off, though. But as in at the yeah. beginning of the season, I, I seem to be the only person who looked at his team and thought, oh, that's a winning combination. But he's lurking and he's in a good place to take on two people who are inexperienced at the top mm-hmm. of the table. He's got Mantle very close behind him. That's always a dangerous situation. You th- you've got to say Mantle will probably be top two by the end of the season just because he is that consistent. But Right. Now... Melalu on the group was giving it a bit of like, oh yeah, it's called doing your research. It's called doing your research. Is it, has he researched it? I've obviously got an opinion about this. Has he researched it or has he got quite lucky? Well, he's had a few bouts of luck so far. Um, We've already discussed Tammy Abraham. Don't think anyone predicted that. Uh, Daniel James is another one that I don't, don't think anyone thought, including Melalu. Melalu did. <laughs> Put him up. He did. Put him up. Got him. So I'll but say. Again, but I'll, we're going back. We're going back to. We're yeah. going back to the same person that said he's not on my strikers list, right? Yeah. But yet he thinks that he researched that Tammy Abraham, who came back from Villa did to he? Chelsea, was going to bang in all the goals this season. Here's the thing with Melalu. He is very much playing up to this underdog card. You see him on social media. It happened a lot because it's an easy tag, it's an easy label to put on him and he's more than happy with that. I can tell you, he is not an underdog. He has done the research. It's not blanket and covered everything. But what it has done is he's been very specific with what he's looked at. And so I think you get the Daniel James, you get the... Manchester United. Manchester United. You get the Tammy Abrahams. And... He, meanwhile, he can lower everybody's guard, which he continues to do. He's experienced enough by now. And I think he played Yare and Brummett like a cheap fiddle. I'd like now to actually defend myself on that. I had any, when I was giving players to Mel, I just had no interest in any of those players. I just wanted to hurry up so I could get my players out. So I was just literally, I, I, I wasn't being nefarious with him, but I was just kind of, Handing him reasonable ones. I think it's more to do with the distraction. I think it's more to do with the fact that... Maybe, yeah. If you're having to deal with somebody else... Yeah. That is distracting. It takes you away from what your plan is, what you're trying to do, your focus. Yeah. I found this every year just in terms of like having to organise the thing, Mm, having to keep things in line. Like I am fully aware of it being a distraction. Are you trying to tell me, Bradley, Uh, that you reckon that I could have got Glenn Murray for a couple of points? Uh, Cheaper if I, I feel. I, I feel like uh, Melalu was probably whispering sweet nothings <laughs> into your ear to get you to up the bid. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Out of those three that we've just discussed, I think Wolf and Mantle will definitely last the course, and they'll definitely be on it every week. Will Mel keep up this good start and and monitor his team and stay on well, it every week? I don't um, think his knowledge is as good as Wolf's and Mantle's no. to be able to make adjustments where it's necessary. He obviously hasn't made any changes so far. You might say that he he might be afraid to, having got off to such a good start. But or maybe he's adopted the Pete Everill approach, which won Pete the league more or less. I don't think he did hardly any transfers that year that Pete won it. But did. Pete's done that. Yeah, Pete's done that on other seasons and yeah, with a wooden spoon. Yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah. So it's again, it's kind of a, an extreme tactic which goes one way or the other. 
And so, what else does your magic book say, Andy? On the on the plot? Is that is that it? Is that have we come to the end? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we come to the end. It's just good. just a bit of poetry. After I, that. I've, I've, <laughs> I've not I've not brought my book, but I did do a bit of Excel work before. Of course, oh, um, don't get me started. No, I'm, not, I'm disappointed I'm, not to have seen a spreadsheet uh, not, come out for for this occasion. But okay, I'm not overdoing it. But I was just your standards are dropping. I was just I was just noticed about because from from the Yare thing about seeing who could who could actually fall into that that clasp, and you always look at one dimensional teams, and I was just blown away by how two dimensional. Marcus's side was in the last. Oh, I got blindsided by that. I was I switched off for a second and I slightly went my team. This is a <laughs> start, right? In, so Marcus is doing all right, mid table, aren't you, mate? You're doing all right, but yeah. that is literally Robertson and Aguero. That is it. No, you basically no one else has got you any points. But in the la- in the last three game weeks, only one other outfield player has got you more than three points in that in a game week. And like obviously, three points is the yeah. is your standard. Midfielder gets a gets a clean sheet, gets a yeah. three points. Plays gets a, gets you three points. But only one other player, and that was that was Soyuncu or something, got you five points. Yeah. Like so, not it's like barely more. You are a, if you have, yeah. So I think that's the only chance that Yari doesn't get the one spoon that Rashford and Aguero drop out for you. Mate, you I'm not in the back of <laughs> fucking wooden spoon. No, literally, literally, that is it. If, if they everything rests on those two players. No, if they if they fall through, no. you are done. I disagree it wholeheartedly. I, I feel I, like Marcus. I feel. I, I feel like Marcus just like pinned the other wrestler, and then the other wrestler's teammate just climbed up to the top row <laughs> and elbowed Marcus, who was celebrating yeah. in the head yeah. <laughs> right when he caught. Two and a half. Victorious. And it, but, El, El Hebner almost got and, that third down. The third but, but, <laughs> even, but even from the start of the season, it's only only. Only five of your players have got you more than three points in any game week. That's unbelievable. Andy, who's second bottom, has got 11. That's joint top. Right. Let's just Spread go. team. Okay. Let's just go through. The... So, obviously, I've got rid of Robertson now. I've got, but I've got Rashford coming in. Tick. Aguero. Tick. And that's the end of your ticks. And now no. we're done. For... <laughs> if anyone enjoyed the tick portion of the evening, it's now done. He's done his two ticks. Look, I feel, like, I feel like... I feel like... I'm actually... I'm actually getting quite a good midfielder. I think Grealish needs to. Do they get you any points? No, not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Next season, exactly. I, f- yeah. I still think Grealish is, will will get off will get off the mark. Barnes and Neves, Harvey Barnes, Neves in midfield. When out when Alden's doing okay, he's playing. I think listing your plays is really helping you get points here, Marcus. <laughs> Great. I, no, I look forward to whatever shit you cook next year for us, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm not finishing in the game. Grant Hanley is good, though. It's <laughs> 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 so good. I've I've quite rightly I've I've taken an absolute hammering there because we give everyone a hammering every week and they're not here to defend themselves. <laughs> I feel like I've fallen full victim to a hammering and I accept it. I accept it, but I don't think I'll I I, I think I'll be. Mid table and, and and yeah, and you probably will make. But I'm saying you're the one that that's most at risk. I think. Yes, you're right. So if Aguero, if Aguero and Rashford go in for a fifty-fifty challenge and both get injured, I'm yeah. done. Gentlemen, now it is time to play hindsight fantasy football. Ah. It is May 2015. Sweden have just won Eurovision. Dave Letterman does his last Tonight Show. 
Satan Blatter is elected, sorry, Set Blatter is elected to a fifth term as FIFA president. Thank God it was the last. Alistair Cook becomes the leading run scorer of all time for England in test cricket. And most importantly, the second season of the Are You Having a Draft draft came to its conclusion. For two of the men present this evening, it was their first season. And we are going to use that season to play hindsight fantasy football. What each of you is going to do is take turns to draft a team of 11 players. You must pick one goalkeeper, four defenders, four midfielders and two strikers from your memory. Of the 2014-15 season. We will be doing it in snake draft format. And to decide the order on the pieces of paper that I've given you, you now have to write down your guess as to how many goals you think were scored in the 2014-15 season. 2014-15 season. Okay. I'm rummaging in my bag for a pen. And I can already see that Andy is somewhat cheating. (gasps) Not cheating. Oh. I'm going to take these pieces of paper away, won't you? Oh, okay. As in, I just want you to use your mind. Oh, what are you, is he writing footballers down on there? He was, yeah. What? That is typical blue nose, Evertonian. Look. Oh, look. What? Unbelievable. I'm going to take, I'm just going to put this down here just to play it safe. I hope I've got the maths right on this. That seems like a big number, doesn't it? No idea. Absolutely no idea. I wouldn't even know where to start with. Guesstimating. So, Brummett, your guess was 930 goals. What? Is that true? Oh, fucking hell, I'm well off then. What was yours and what was my guess? Andy, your guess was 980 goals. Only 50 between you. Marcus, you thought... <laughs> That the 20 Premier League teams that season, who each played 38, goal, uh, 38 games that season, yeah. scored 360 goals. <laughs> that's that's right. about one goal a game. That's <laughs> it. Less. That's, I think that's Is it. Oh, no, no. Marcus misheard. He thought you said 1974 Serie A. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so I, I can tell you that I don't the, want to go first. So. The, <laughs> I can tell you that the answer was nine hundred, yeah, and seventy-five. Oh, goals. well done, Andy. Andy was five out, which makes that me think is he ridiculous. Was studying stats of goals scored, very nice. Okay. So, Andy, you get to go first. Brummett, you'll go second. Marcus, you'll go third and fourth. Deliberate wasn't deliberate at all. Snake draft format. So, Andy, who is your first pick? Sergio Aguero. Brummett, your first pick. I'm already done a year wrong here. I'm going to give it a go, though. El Suarez. Marcus. I mean, you thought I was bad on draft night. This is going to take all night. Mm. This is going to take all night. I don't think we've got that. No. Um, So, my wife's ill at home, just while you're thinking. (laughs) It's fine. Uh... This could be wrong as well. Gareth Bale. Marcus, your second pick, please. 
Again, I don't know if he's even in the league at this point. Eden Hazard. I'm going to go with a bit of a curveball just because I'm pretty sure he's playing them, but I'm going to go David Silva. Andy, your second pick. Diego Costa. <gasps> oh, no. That's a good well one. Done. That's your two forwards, Andy. Okay. Cesc Fabregas. Branislav Ivanovic. <laughs> I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm too in far in the past with, my, with some of my selections, but I'm, so I don't know who to go for out of these two. Stanley Matthews, <laughs> Gary Lineker, Torres, Torres. He's gone. He's he's in it. He's in Madrid at this point, isn't he? You wouldn't tell me if he did know, Andy. Yours was games. Marcus is going. Oh yes, of course. I know exactly who I want to pick. I cannot think of his name. Oh. Um. Is it Richardson? No, it's not. It's really not. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Massive guy. <laughs> Massive guy. I can't even ask. Peter this. Crouch? No. Bigger or smaller? <laughs> smaller than, smaller than Crouch. <laughs> Which is basically everyone else. What team did he play for? No, I know because you can't help me. That's the whole. That defeats okay. the whole point. Because just, I just want. We might have to in a minute. I just really want to do this on me. I, I think I know who it is. Can I give it to him? No. Okay. Completely different. Defeats the point in this game. I think I know who it is too. Struggling to even think about who was even playing in that year. Just name a footballer. <laughs> if they, if they don't make it. It's not helpful. Um, <laughs> I think I've got loads wrong, mate, so don't worry about it. Let's just go for a goalkeeper because I, I, because the pressure's killing me. Because obviously everyone's getting all over and taking so long. Mm. Uh, yes. Michael. Is that just to confirm, is that Peter or Cassidy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my go, sorry. Um, uh, was Wayne Rooney a good footballer then? I'll go for Rooney. Andy? Vincent Company. Shit, that was mine as well. Shit. That was who I was thinking of. Oh, we ah, thought you right. we were thinking of Eddie Dzeko. Um, Azpilicueta. Uh, David De Gea. I was thinking about him, but is, he, is, that, is, his, is that his first season, though? Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know. It's really tight, though. Um, that's back to me. Brilliant. Henderson. Oh, Giroud. Uh, my go, sorry. Um, yes. Alexis Sanchez. Joe Hart. Ah. And. Ozil. Good one. When he was good. Mm. I think it's too early for him. But. Coutinho. I think it's a season too early. But you know, you've got to risk it for a biscuit. Leighton Baines. <laughs> Melody will be proud. David Luiz. I was thinking about it. I'm not sure if that was his season away or not. I think it's right. I think we've got it on that. I feel like he might have been before he went a bit mental. Well, he went to PSG for a little bit, but I think he yeah. okay. Right. I'm going to go with. on a similar theme. Gary Cahill. <laughs> Andy. Um, Raheem Sterling. I think that was his final Liverpool season, wasn't it? Don't know. Or do you think it was his first six season? Yeah. Lad William. Bakari Sanya. Marcus. Zabaleta. Well done. Is this too early for Son? I think so. Yeah, I think Young so. mid-Son. 
Bloody hell. Oh, well, this I think kiboshes. Oh! Raphael van der Vaart. In which case, I'll have um, Kyle Walker and John Terry. Like. Laurent Koscielny. There he is. <laughs> Marcus, yeah. your last choice, which would be a defender. Steve Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no. Defenders are like the ones back in the... Anyway. Um, let's, let's go for Captain Wes Morgan. Some players of note from that season. Chelsea won the league that year. And the draft was won by Mr. Philip Cairns in our second ever season. The highest point scorer that season was chosen by Marcus. They are. Edin Hazard. Oh, wow. 233 points. Very well, take that. Well done. Because he's consistently consistent. Yeah, he's great. Well done. Consistently consistent. Always. So I'm going to give you some of the scores that got you zero points. Oh, me? Brummett. Oh. Suarez had left the league by that time. As had Van der Vaart. Marcus. Bale, gone. Gareth Bale didn't even make it to our first season. Really? Uh, Phil drafted him. Oh, was that the first? Oh, that oh, year, oh, in 2013-14. Oh, I thought it was this season. He then had to get rid of him. He was able to replace him with Christian Eriksen. Fuck, I So Eriksen was the one that... I, I was split between Van der Vaart yeah. and Eriksen, and I went for Van der Vaart. Fernando Torres was drafted that year, but he got zero points. He was drafted by Phil. <laughs> he was making a bit of a habit of bringing in these types of players. The other two players in Marcus's team, David Luiz, he was at PSG during that window, and it was a bit too early for Hyung Min Sun. So basically, Hazard is my team. So Excellent. in third place, but my two main players dropped out as well. With 955 points is Marcus. Second place with 1,253 points was Matthew Brummett. Take that. Which means <laughs> 1,440 <laughs> points. Great game, mate. Great game. Congratulations, Andy. Hot you work. win Hindsight Fantasy Football. Yes. Yes. That's really good. Great game. That's a well good game. And it's like when you're at home watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it's so easy. But sitting here trying to think about it with the likes on you and the pressure and from it going, oh, I've It's really difficult. It's really difficult. So some thank yous to say, Marcus. Who do we start off with? We're going to start off with our fabulous producer, Zach Brown. Thanks, Zach. Cheers, pal. Um, who else have we got, Bradley? We have got to thank Kate Bellamy for the artwork at kate.made.this and Matthew Melaloo for a lot of the artwork. Nice. At Matthew Melaloo. Nice and Melaloo. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you, pal. Also, thank you to Will Coburn for his brilliant photography. Uh, his website is wcobernphotography.com. As always, our music by the wonderful CJ Pandit. CJ put a put a put a Pandit! And as always, last but not least, our wonderful friends over at Acast, to whom um, we owe all of this. Thank you very much. Acast, guys, thank you so much. Okay, Marcus, so uh, you've had a surprise game. You've had 
Very surprised. Terrible. It's terrible. But you've had a surprise as well. I had a nice little surprise, little surprise trade. That uh, who knows what that's going to do for us. Well, since we um, announced it on the group, we've had mixed reaction. Yes, um, that's fair to say. Yare says that I. He thinks that the ball is in my court. He thinks it's a good trade. Yeah. And Jonathan Wolf said, "What the hell are you doing, Marcus?" So it's 50-50, like it was split with our wonderful guests. Yeah, one of those opinions comes from somebody at the top of the league. The other opinion comes from somebody <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> oh, of the league. You've done me. I've been done over here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, my friends. We'll see. Um, I feel very pleased with my acquisitions this week. Perez, Robertson. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, you've, you've, I feel like I've been mugged off now. What? You've got your namesake in your team now. Yeah. I know. You know what? Rashford's going to get a, a, an absolute hatful, and I'll get a decent defender. I don't think you'll get a decent striker. A decent either. striker. That's a fair point. Um, and before we go, as well, uh, I'd like to thank our guests, Andy O'Neill and Matthew Brummett. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Cheers. Thanks for having us. No, thank you, guys. Marcus, um, are you going to come up with a surprise game for next time? Yeah, go on then. Yay! <laughs> I'll come up with a game. I'll come up with a game. It might involve. Yeah, I'll come up with a game that's podcast worthy. That you can. I was thinking of something like physical, but obviously we can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I just imagined like footballers' weddings, but from like the shoulders down. <laughs> maybe um, all the uh, footballers' weddings from from OK magazines. Maybe I don't know. Again, great for podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, I'll come up with the game for next time. Um, but until next time, Bradley, terrific. Thank you for listening and draft safe. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.